Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected with your host, Bernadette Butler. In this program, you'll learn how Bernadette and her guests were able to turn what seemed to be a negative into a positive lesson that they can teach others and give hope. Now, here is Bernadette Butler. Good evening. Welcome to Embrace the Unexpected. I'm your host, Bernadette Butler. You know, usually you hear the ladies, the mothers, speak about their children who have autism. And we have the female point of view. They talk about their emotions and their struggles, also their hopes and their new aspirations that they have for their children after the diagnosis. Well, today we're going to get the male point of view. Usually you don't hear fathers expressing what it's like to raise children with a disability or with autism. And we get to hear tonight from Willis McNeil, his story and how he learned to embrace that unexpected. Welcome, Willis. Good evening, Bernadette, and thank you for having me on. I'm glad that you uh, decided to share your story. Uh, Could you, for right now, share a little bit about yourself? Uh, Yes, I'm a native of Cleveland, Ohio, and a graduate of Bryan Stratton College. And I'm also a veteran in the United States Marine Corps. I currently serve as a deacon at the Throne of David Missionary Baptist Church here in Berea, Ohio. And I currently work in service at the Veterans Administration Hospital. I am married for 20 years to my current wife. I have six children, which includes one autistic son. Yes, and let me say this before I go with the question. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you. When you met your wife and she shared with you that how many children she had, and then she told you, I have one child with autism. Had you ever heard of that disorder before? Um, I, I heard of it. But I didn't understand uh, what it meant to me and how to do some of the, so I had to do some of the background of the term. And then, of course, Maddie explained what she knew about autism, but still there was not so much about it at that particular time. Yes, and you came in as the stepfather to Dennis, correct? Yes, 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 I did. Uh, and again, didn't know what to expect, and so I had to kind of learn on the fly. <laughs> and what were the things that you had to kind of learn on the fly? Well, one of the things was uh, the accolading, which is, of course, uh, constant saying same thing that he had heard from somebody else, uh, making sure mm-hmm. that he uh, you listen because... When he accolades, you want to make sure he's not repeating nothing bad. So that was one of the things. Uh, the energy was another mm-hmm. thing. Uh, the, the, one of the things that he did to us is 
he calls a woman he, and of course a man she, and so you kind of you kind of have to refocus that. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So tell me, how did you bond uh, with Dennis, and what were the challenges in doing so? Okay. At first, it was a little rocky because, I, again, I didn't know and understand the full scope of autism. I based, like I said, I basically learned on the fly, and it took a lot of prayer, a lot of patience, a lot of love, and then again, more prayer. The breakthrough, though, came when Dennis said, Dad, I love you, and that's when I knew Ooh. I was finally getting the autism parent raising right, and God was answering my prayers. Oh, you know, you just gave me chills when you when you uh, said that. Now, uh, did Dennis have any type of relationship with his dad that you know of? Not that I know of. Uh, he, uh, I think that's why he took on to me so quickly because my willingness to to want not only want to be his dad, but my willingness to want to learn about the autism. And could you tell me, because, you know, as mothers, uh, I was extremely emotional and then at the same time knew I had to advocate for my son. So how did you support uh, Maddie uh, through this journey? Well, one of the things I did was willing to be willing to take him to his events because anyone knows an autistic child, uh, they need structure. They need a daily structure, and you need to, they don't need a whole lot of downtime. So when we got him into different programs, he needed a ride there. So I had to be willing to not only take him but be there with him and uh, make safety reasons of course but you be there with them and then of course you got to support them as far as uh, teaching them how to how to play baseball teaching them how to play basketball teaching them how to uh, bowl teaching them how to play golf and that takes time and but that's something moms can do but most moms don't have the full insight of the baseball spectrum or the basketball or they need to learn the fundamentals. And so I was able to do that. And then as far as the uh, support, uh, parents need, uh, need a, a long time. And that's where we kind of, kind of call it tag team where mom would, and she needed a break. Then I would step in. And when I needed a break, she would step in. Uh, along with uh, a lot of, again, a lot of prayer, showing a lot of love, and being understanding. Oh, you know, I'm, I again, I commend you, and I and I thank you how you have involved yourself in his life, because you know, unfortunately, uh, all of the females when. And then if they're married, for example, when I was married to his dad, he he couldn't do any of that, Willis. He didn't play ball with him. He wouldn't take him anywhere. 
he would not do anything with him. And so with you sharing all the things that you uh, have done with uh, Dennis, Dennis is, is truly blessed to have you in his life. Because when women have a partner that is unwilling to support and and in their minds, they're rejecting what is going on and can't accept the diagnosis, that full burden goes on that mother of yeah. everything. You know, you said you take Dennis uh, to the baseball games, pick him up. And then at the same time, like you said, you gave your wife a, a break. And yeah. I'm so glad you said uh, tag team. So what about uh, sometimes when maybe your wife got emotional, how did you help her through that? The emotional time uh, has to start with, again, prayer. That's a big key for me, and I believe God had a plan for me and Dennis. And as that part of, and as part of that plan, I had to remember one Sunday in church, and you could tell the spirit was truly in the house. And I was looking for, looking in the congregation, and noticed I was the only one not married. So I asked God to give me a wife, and he, so He wanted me to have, with no restrictions on, on me believing that I uh, would do this do his will as long as I live. So when I say that to come to the point that I'm making, uh, mm-hmm. I pray and ask God to give me Maddie. So I had to take her, uh, uh, I had to take on the whole scope of frustration, uh, uh, just a long time. And of course that comes along with, with knowing each other. And when you, know each other to a point you can just about see when somebody needs a break or you can see when they need a hug or you can see when I could notice when she needed uh, 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 a pat on the back or notice that she just, you know, she's exhausted and she just couldn't do it. And there were times when uh, I would just walk up to her and grab her hand and say, let's pray, honey. And mm-hmm. that that seemed to help sometimes or or. Uh, why don't you go and relax and and for a minute I'm taking Dennis out to to the store or we're going to get his stuff for lunch and that just just being able to take a break seems to be all parents really need because you have people that will say they'll do mm-hmm. but when it comes time to do I'll, all you got to do is call me I'll, I'll drop them off I'll I'll uh, watch them, and when it comes times when you call them and actually say, can you give me a break, there's always an excuse. So Mm -hmm. when Maddie was able to come to me and say, I need you to to take dinner, so I need need a break, it would never know. It would never, I can't do it. You always have to find time because... uh, there are going to be times when I needed a break as well. So, like I said, you have to be committed. And when Maddie, when we were talking, she told me, mm-hmm. I'm a package deal. And she told me, I have a special needs child, child. So if you want me, you have to you have to take on him as well. So you you got to be able to be 
honest with yourself and say, am I willing to do this because mm-hmm. this child's going to be in my life and I'm going to affect this child. Therefore, as a, not only as a Christian, but as a man, I want him to look up to me and let me be the person that he wants me to be. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you for that. You know, uh, again, you and Dennis, the Lord got his hands on both of you, you for uh, the insight and and taking on uh, that loving uh, responsibility, because I'm not going to say that's a, a we view too many things negatively. You know, everything is a negative, but really that is a loving support that you uh, rendered to your wife. And then at the same time, uh, showing uh, Dennis uh, an example of what love and support is. So tell me, how did Dennis get close to you? What made him come to that point that he... He he said, I love you, Dad. When I started spending time with him and explaining things to him, uh, take the time out to explain to him, uh, talking to him in a, in a way that he would understand. Uh, one thing about uh, autism kids, they don't respond well to, to elevated voices, <laughs> so you have to talk <laughs> to them as, uh, as if you're talking to well, anybody in particular, but you have to talk to him like, like you talk to a, a young child. And just the fact that he noticed I was uh, giving him the time that he needed, uh, uh, been able to be at, be at his, I won't say beck and call, but be there when, when he really needs you. And uh, just, just spending time basically is it. That's basically it. He keeps me busy because he's involved in so many things. He he loves hockey. He loves uh, ice skating. He likes roller skating. He likes golf. And all these these activities that he's in, I'm committed to make sure I get him there. Yes, I need breaks every now and then, but I'm committed to getting him there. And I'm committed to going to his hockey game. I'm committed to going to uh, baseball practice and his baseball games. I'm committed to, uh, I'm his coach as far as golf. I'm, and he's learning real well on, on golf. So the commitment, they can tell the commitment. And if you're not really committed, the kids can kind of sense it. I am so glad that you said that because some, uh, if you don't know or been around autistic children and adults with autism, you you can uh, think because of the misunderstanding sometimes of the disorder, you think they're not processing. They process. It's just that they may be slow at expressing it and their social skills, you know, in trying to communicate with you is not that well. But, yes, uh, Melvin could uh, spot someone uh, right away that say, okay, that person doesn't uh, care for me. And then he he was shut down. I don't know if Dennis did that, but I know that uh, Melvin would just cut off. He wouldn't say much of anything. He'll start. Uh, coming down 
So what advice would you give to the fathers whose child is diagnosed with the disorder? Well, first and foremost, prayer and God is the is the key to it. You have to if you're not committed to pray, praying and asking God to lead you in the direction he wants you to become, you're going to fail. Being a father to a special needs child is no joke and matter. You need to be entering, you're going to be entering into a child's life to make a difference. And if you're not serious and you're not committed about the child as you are the mother, then you're going to pay. Uh, and I'm going to just like to take a, a, a scripture which came to my mind. Remember, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And you're going to have to answer for everything you do. Each child is different in their disorder, and it affects the child's brains different, and each child's case is different. So you have to watch how you speak to them and how you act toward them because they can sense it and they know. And in their mind, you're different to them. So you, you think real hard and what you do. And remember, once that they trust you and love you, is there for life. It's what the Bible calls ungodly love or that uh, unconditional love. And believe me, that's what I learned from Dennis. Dennis has learned me, taught me how to love him because the way he loves me back. So my advice to the fathers is to just be there for him. Uh, you've got to have patience prayer, love, and, and trust that you're there for a reason. You're going to end up staying on your knees a lot, and you're going to end up wondering, is this what, what I really want to do? But you, if you're not serious about it, don't start it, because once you start it, you've got to stay with it. Well, We'll be right. We're going to a break. So we'll be right back. And uh, oh, we thank you for that. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bbutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, Send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. I thank you for that last comment before we went to break. Yes, it is all about unconditional uh, love. That was the hardest thing for uh, my son's uh, dad. He, he, just, he just couldn't uh, grasp it. And he struggled with that. And over the years, when I look back, I realized he struggled with that because he was struggling with something that was going on within himself, that he was not accepting uh, his son. Uh, Unfortunately for uh, Melvin, not only did Uh, we experienced that rejection from his dad, but that came very heavily from his family in uh, not wanting to accept and saying that Melvin was, I I was told literally, oh, that's not my son's uh, child. That's not my brother's child. And they, you know, in their minds, they're thinking that He does not understand what is being said, but all they were wrong because, you know, they were very, I had to keep, uh, Dennis, I had to get, I mean, uh, Willis, I had to get on my knees and and ask the Lord to help me one time and say, I can't have these people in my house while I'm here. It it was just too much. And so, uh, like during Christmas time. And I just told him, I'm not going to do this anymore in them coming over here. It's, it, that's too much uh, contention, too much foolishness that they kept up and causing all that problem. And so he would, after dinner, like uh, for Christmas, he would take the kids over there. So one time, Melvin was about 15 years old. And. His uh, dad uh, told him and his two sisters, okay, let's go. And he stood up for himself and said, I'm not going. He said, boy, you come on here and go. And he said, no, no, dad, I don't want to go over there because my uncle do not like me. You don't know what you're talking about. He said, yeah, yeah, I do. And so I said, Okay, Mel, you can stay with me because I didn't I didn't go around them anymore. So he stayed at home with me. But that's when it it dawned on me all those years of being 
uh, harassed and 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 he heard all these negative things that they were saying about him till he finally said, no, uh, I'm not going around them anymore. And, you know, Willis, that's a shame. Uh, It's heartbreaking. It's hurtful. And he haven't seen his dad in um, it's been uh, over four years now. He doesn't contact him at all. So this is the question I want to ask you. What would you share with men who are struggling to accept their son or daughter with autism and how to let go of what they, their thoughts was for them and to embrace them for who they are? Um, again, first, first and foremost, you gotta, you gotta ask the Lord to, to, you have to pray and ask Him to give you, to fill that empty part of your life. Help me believe, because they just don't believe, and they got to get past the unbelief. And once, and I believe, once they get past the, unbe- the unbelief, eventually they can. They're taking the first step to accepting. Uh, uh, Dennis' dad was basically the same way. He re- he rejected and refused him, and you're right. They don't think that that child hears that and that it doesn't affect them, but it does. So my advice to dads is don't say that around the kids, around your child, because the child hears it and he absorbs it and it, it, it does something. They don't understand that. It affects information processed in the brain by altering how the nerve cells and the synopsis connect and, and organize. And if they read up on it and they would understand that their brain is processing everything you say, like you said, the, 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 the brain is going so fast that it can't get come out the mouth. So, Dad, you got to read up on it so you can understand that it's a disorder. It's not a disease. It's not something that is gen- generic. It it's it a possible. So it's oh seven eight possibilities that happen. So you, my advice is read up on the disease on the disorder so you can get a full understanding of. My, ain't nobody in my family like that, so that's not my son. Because that's the the mindset of a lot of dads have. Once they read up on it and get the information and knowledge, then they'll understand that it's not generic. After you get the information and you process the information, again, get back on your knees and say, help me accept what I just got, the information that I just got, because you're doing more damage to the child than you are yourself. After you've gotten information and you prayed on it and asked God to lead you in the direction that you would have him to to take you, then you quietly pull the mom aside and say, look, 
I got information. I need you to help me understand this information because you're hurting the moms as well. And then once the two of you sit down and talk, come to an understanding and agreement where you both can 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 agree one way or the other. Well, if you need to be in a child's family, if you don't need to be in a child's life, because you can do all, you can do bad by yourself. So at least you're giving the mom a chance. You're giving your child a fighting chance. If you're not going to be there, then hit the road. But at least sit down with the, the child's mother and talk it over with her so you can make a wise decision that will help both the mother and the child. Uh, for me, I was able to understand the, the disorder to the point where I don't want any child that I know to grow up fatherless. And they need to look at it that way, too. How would, you, how would they like it? If they had to go up fatherless, which some of them probably did, nevertheless, you don't want no but no child to have it rough like you did. So you need to think these things clearly in your mind, make wise decisions, godly decisions as well. And if you do that, then only you have to live with that decision because the mom and the child are going to they're going to make it because I believe God's going to provide for that mother and that child regardless what you think he's going to he's going to mm-hmm. find a way for that mother and that child to make it so yes make wise decisions but also make godly decisions so Willis so that because there are some men, and I've been hopeful lately because being, uh, you know, out on social media and reading some of the, because they have support parent groups and things like that. They didn't have that uh, during the time when Melvin was first uh, diagnosed in uh, 1978. They didn't have much of anything, let alone parental uh, support groups for parents with autism so how could you uh, not every man run off I want to make that clear I know there's some men that stay at home and God bless you and they hang in there and they work with the mothers and I and I send kudos and and blessings to them because they're working together because the marriage is working together uh, but for those mothers, and I, I read some of this stuff sometime. Uh, this one uh, lady had uh, there today, a young lady. Uh, did, she didn't know what to do. No family support. Um, the husband uh, absent. But she didn't say anything about the marriage falling apart. What, what can you share to us females to get us to... Uh, teach us about the patience, not just because uh, we already have developed that for our child, mm-hmm. but to come alongside of the husband. What what could you, what kind of little tidbits could you share with us? Uh, well, 
first of all, honesty needs to be instilled. Be honest with the man. Let him know uh, from the beginning that, like Maddie did, we're a package deal. And try to explain what autism is to the man so they'll know what to expect. Because, like I said earlier, there's different types of autism and there's different degrees of autism. And so you need to let them know all their, some people might call it quirks, but all the things that they do. For instance, some of them, uh, some kids, they clap, they hand clap, their head roll, repetitive talking, uh, body rocking, putting things in certain order, uh, checking things, eye poking, skin poking, head biting, head banging. So they need to be aware of this because guys see this and they, the first thing they do, jump back, whoa, what, what, she didn't tell me about that. So you, be honest with them. To let them know what's going on in their in the child's life, what the child is doing, so there won't be no surprises. That will help as far as uh, not leaving, because they know up front. Well, okay, this is what to expect, and then also uh, ask them to be patient with your child. If you exhibit patience and show love along with prayer, that's half the battle. You got you got a half of it licked because you're gonna need a lot of patience. Like I said, you're gonna you're gonna be on praying four or five times a day. But you also got to show love and I guarantee you love will win that child over one way or the other. It will win them over. And just you, as mothers, you got to be patient with the man. It's going to take them time to adjust to your child doing all these things. So you be honest with them up front. They got the mindset not coming in knowing, okay, I'm going to have to expect this. She told me I need to be patient. She told me I need to show love. She told me I need to stay on my knees and pray. That will help. And I believe they'll they'll last the they'll last the duration of of uh, the relationship. What of you know that's their child. This this man. This is their child. Not they're not as a stepfather. Would you you give that same advice for uh, the men if they're struggling with their own child? Would you tell them the same thing, or would you say something a little bit different? Oh, same thing, and I would also add, uh, this is our child. Do you want our child to grow up without a father? He needs you, or she needs you. We need you. Uh, I learned a, a long time ago, I, you, we have to say what we need. I need, and then you fill in the blank. Or we need you fill in the blank. So need continue to say need and not want. And the word need will kind of have a tendency to trigger off. 
well, if she needs this, then I, later on I come to her and say, I need it, and I, I might be able to get two. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure he understands that she needs him, that you and the child need him in your life, and take no, don't take no for an answer. Make sure he understands that we're in this together. I got, you're supposed to have my back, just like I have your back. And right now, I need your back just as much as you need my back, or even more, because I can't do this by my, although she, she can and she will through prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a little easier if we're doing this together. So you have to, I won't say pick and choose your battles, but you have to, you, you, you have to, May have him understand that we're in this together, and you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, and I don't. I need you not to go anywhere. Yes, because when they when they check out, whether they walk out of the house or stay in the house, I I was married to that person for thirty years, so you know you can check out and still be uh, still live there in the in the household. And yeah, so he yes, he yeah. just totally separated himself, and I kept praying too. But sometimes God has other plans. Everybody's um, direction and 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 marriage and how it works don't go the way you think it's going to go, because uh, it, there there could be other things. Like right now, I'm sharing the story to help some lady that's out there right now, or some, and you're sharing about to a man that that needs to hear this uh and all of this is encouraging you know well we're getting prepared for another break this sounds good uh we're gonna go to a break and then we'll be right back It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If your organization is looking for a dynamic speaker who presents life issues in a down-to-earth fashion, contact Bernadette Butler, author of Living with Autism. At her website, bebutlertheauthor.com, Bernadette's life experiences and love of God will give a lift and hope to all who hear her. While on her site, you can find out about her books, videos, words of praise, joy and love, and many more resources. Visit Bernadette's site today at bebutlertheauthor.com. In her recent release, Living with Autism, God, Me, and Melvin, from Page Publishing, author Bernadette Butler creates an autobiographical account of the joys and challenges of raising a child with a developmental disorder, autism, and the profound strength she derived from her faith throughout the journey, from the beginnings to changes in her son's behavior, silence, diagnosis, and the outcome overall. Get your copy of Bernadette's story at Amazon.com or directly from her website at bbutlertheauthor.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, 
current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Embrace the Unexpected with Bernadette Butler. If you'd like to reach the show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or to reach Bernadette Butler directly, send her a message at her website, bbutlertheauthor.com. Now back to Embrace the Unexpected. Willis, you've been a whale just like your your wife when she was on a show of information. And uh, thank you uh, for sharing that. And again, uh, not all dads leave the household. They hang in there and they stay and 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 they learn uh, the experience of unconditional love. Because that's the truth about that, learning how to love without any uh, conditions. Because the challenge to this type of disorder, because sometimes, you know, some of the uh, kids, uh, one day you you even forget that they have autism, some of them. And then you say, wait, does he really have, what's going on? And I share this story all the time, like, when Melvin came to me and he said, Mama, uh, I know something is wrong with me. And I know all my friends have gone off to college. He told me, but I'm a man and I need my own space. (laughs) 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 So you see, now, now, now who, you know, you, you're, he's processing. And, and when those dots connect, they connect. And you can you can uh, forget he he told jokes sometimes you may not get all the jokes, but he had his little jokes and and things that he said. And, you know, when he tells a joke, when you didn't get it, he would say, he's the only one laughing in the room. Me and his sisters, they're just like, what are you what are you saying, Melvin? He's just cracking up. And uh, but he and and, uh, people don't know that they have their own personalities. They have have their likes and dislikes uh they like girls they uh, he did and he he come to me and i said he said uh well i I would like to date and i said really he said yeah mama he said you know what i like all the girls all of them (laughs) i said oh lord i'm in trouble now (laughs) Uh, well um we didn't we didn't get quite that uh, response from from Dennis, he he said he wanted uh, wanted his own space, and uh, he said he was going to move out. And he even went to the uh, took it as far as looking at uh, looking in the magazines for apartment. But uh, he's still with us. So, <laughs> and as far as girls, he said I'm going to get married when I turn when I turn 25. 
And well, he's thirty now, and he's not married. So <laughs> well, see, maybe we kind of we kind of went through that together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can I can laugh and relate to you because we went through the same thing with Dennis, and uh, the ideas there. Uh, I don't the mind just hasn't caught up with it yet. Right. And and that's the other thing, you know, I learned about uh, our children, you know, as they get older and they become more verbal, you realize that they have hopes and aspirations for themselves and dreams of what they want to be. Now, yes. on one that's hand correct. of their brain, this they they know this. And on the other hand, uh, it, it, it's not connecting. Don't catch up where they can. Uh, it's some of them. Uh, don't get to achieve that, uh, you know. Some do, some marry. I realize that. And and researching now, I, I mean, they go out there and get married. They have children. They have uh, jobs. They own a home. And then uh, some uh, can't really be on their own. Melvin is in a, a semi-independent living. And I call, uh, they're not his caretakers, that's his family. They love him just as much as I do, and they protect him just like I do. And that way, Melvin get that feel of, I'm I'm on my own, and he get to make his decisions and stuff like that. Uh, Because the hard thing is, you know, realizing you have to let go. And and yeah. that was a struggle in itself. But, you know, you got to trust God, let them go. Just like the Lord's protecting me, he's protecting Melvin. And I, I had to uh, face that truth and I had to let him go. And so, you know, he he's been there for over 23 years and he's thriving, enjoying his life. He just sent me a picture. They were in Disneyland uh, today. I said, oh. well. Right. They in the warm weather, and we out here trapped in the, in the cold, in trapped the cold in snow. weather. <laughs> trapped in a but, snowstorm. Yeah. Yes, and this is the what we're doing is giving hopes to parents because you see they can't see ahead. They 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 kind of you know you're emotional when this happened, and yeah, you're devastated. But you know if you can kind of have a little knowledge of okay. This is happening because, you know, Willis, I looked up because uh, one of the things I don't like to think about is they don't know the lifespan of our children. Right. That's and correct. some That's disorders, correct. they know the lifespan and there's none out there. So I, I, I Googled and said, is is there anyone that uh, know of that have autism and and uh, how long their days have been. Uh, is there anyone older uh, with autism? And it came up. One man named, uh, he, I forgot his name, but he's 82 years old. A relative wrote a book about him. Uh, it, he was born in the 1920s. And they, in, it tells how they, the relatives thought he was schizophrenia. And they sent him off to the mental institution. But one doctor noticed that, hey, there's something else going on here. Eventually, you know, they let him. He, he went back. The parents uh, uh, felt bad that they had left their son. And they, they went and got their son and brought him home. Well, 
both of the parents are gone on with the Lord, but he still lived there. It's a little small town in the South and that whole town have embraced him. And I'm like, wow. See, so you can't, I cannot worry because if the Lord said, fold up your tent, it's time for you to go home. I got to go. What am I going to do? You got no other choice. That's right. I don't have no choice. And you know what? That same thing applied for any parent, whether they have disabilities or not. Our children is not for us to hold on and, and, and cuddle and, and, and keep to ourselves. They are to let that light go shine in the world with the gift that the Lord then gave them. Yeah. My uh, my last question to you, is there anything else that you would like to share uh, uh, about uh, your thoughts? Uh, just want to remind our viewers that um, autism it occurs four to five times more in boys than girls. So pay real close attention. If you have a son, pay close attention to him. If he's not speaking uh, by the age of three, then you need to you need to decide if there's something else wrong and get try to get your child help. Uh, one another thing I want to iterate to uh, to the dads that um, autism, although it's associated with a combination of generic and environmental factors, it doesn't necessarily mean that if it is a generic factor. Uh, some of the factors are, are include, and a lot of them are doing pregnancy. And some are like certain infections, rubella, uh, alcohol, uh, uh, even cocaine, pesticides, air pollution. These things contribute to it. So even if the the mom isn't doing, isn't drinking a lot of alcohol or isn't doing cocaine, if you're doing this around them, she's breathing in. She's bringing in that toxic air, and that can cause uh, disorders as well. So while dads are saying, I don't run in my family, I, I ain't do if you're doing this around your, around your, your child's mother and she's breathing this in, this can affect that, that unborn child. So... While you're pointing one finger at mom, you got four, you got three fingers and a thumb pointing back at you. So it's time to stop blaming and and time to understand that mom can only do what she can only be responsible for what she's breathing in. So if you're causing all this toxic air. Think about it and stop getting on moms about you messing around on me or that ain't my child because all you're doing is not understanding what caused the problem in the first place. Get educated. Learn about the disorder so you have 
less to say and more to do. Thank you. Oh, that was uh, that was really good. At the time, you know, uh, his dad served in the Vietnam War. So medically, they were starting to think, well, maybe because the increase of autism uh, started to go on the rise in the, uh, around that time. And uh, one doctor was like, well, he, he, his dad was uh, in Vietnam and, you know, Agent Orange. And uh, he said they, they did chemicals in his body and they don't know uh, how the relationship. So that was thrown around at the same time. You know, they start talking about the, the shots, you know, the having the vaccination shots and stuff. So uh, this is what I had to learn. Let that go. Yeah. I had to let that go. Yeah. You know, you you worry yourself to death about where well, and how that started, because nobody knows when it comes to this disorder. It's it's almost like a a mystery, and it, that brings me to it. That brings me to when the you remember in the scriptures when the disciples said, uh, "Lord, who sinned?" and he said, "Nobody's sinned here. This is all for the glorification of God." So. Yeah. We go through these things, but this is to tell the story about God in our lives, how he's not absent. He moves you through all the circumstances that he's in, that you're in. He never said he'll take us out of it, but he did uh, promise to be with us and never leave us. And he will see us through. And he's still doing it. (laughs) Still doing it. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. So, you know, you sure there's nothing else? I mean, this was so good. I can uh, I could talk to you, Willis, all night. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. Just, uh, dads, just try to be uh, more sympathetic to the moms. Uh, don't complain about the situation. Try to be a solution to the situation. Uh, that child needs a lot of love, at least a lot of patience. Uh, leads a lot of uh, understanding, and if you can do that, not only will you have a, a child, uh, you're doing something good for the child, but I guarantee you're going to have that, that child's love for life, because I have Dennis's, uh, I know I have his for life, and uh, he, it's amazing what the things he he does and says that make me just say thank God for putting me in this situation. He he just loves me. He, he loves me to death. He want to ride with Dad. Uh, he come home, and I'm not home from work. Mom, where's Dad? And she'll say, you ain't even say hi to me. You asking about Dad. <laughs> well, again, uh, Willis, I wanna, I, Willis, I want to thank you so much for coming, sharing your story, giving your good wisdom uh, to us tonight. I I thank you so much. Uh, thank you, you for ne- having me again. Oh, you, uh, I, I, you better uh, clear your calendar because I may have to <laughs> call you back. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I, I would be, it would be an honor to come back. Okay. You never know what might have been if you don't embrace the unexpected. Thank you for listening tonight. This is Bernadette Butler, your host.
thank you for tuning in to Embrace the Unexpected. Be sure to join your host, Bernadette Butler, for another episode next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend.